All right, this is JT, Try and Keep Up Podcast. We got a twofer going on today. We're going to double tap you with a pair of schnitzes. So, so what nationality is that, schnitz? Uh, German. It's German? It's German, yep. So how many people pronounce it wrong? I know I did for a while. Um, it's surprising, like, when you go to the airports and, and they say... Uh, Ryan Schnitz. I mean, the more and more people get it right. Yeah. Um, it, it used to be uh, not as common, but I, I think now they're starting to get the hang of it. Okay. Um, so yeah, not not too often anymore. Now, obviously, we're hearing from Ryan, and then there's the prodigy. We can't say prodigy, but the inevitable Trevor coming up behind him. So, y'all got some testing done in today. Yeah. How's it uh, going for you, Trevor? Oh, uh, we ran the uh, super stock bike of Joey Gladstone. So he was kind enough to let us. Uh, Make a couple passes and run it this year. Uh, the best I went on it today was a nine twelve, and that's with the wind blowing and kind of getting out of it and onto it, just because the wind just blows me to the side of the track. But uh, to the sixty foot, I got that down. I uh, learned a lot today about the sixty foot, and I can now get used to it running one fifty fives, one fifties consistently. So, yep, proud about that. So, what's uh, what's been the if you had to put a challenge on it, what, what's been your biggest challenge on adapting? Definitely the launching. Just the launching from the stock motorbike, just dumping the clutch because that's a Gen 2, to now actually having having to uh, learn how to use the throttle and the clutch at the same time is really a challenge. And I'm trying as hard as I can to get used to it, but it, I can see why people say uh, as hard as it is, it's really hard. So. Uh, it, it's got to be a joy, and this is me more picking on your dad than anything else, but sending sending him home early would be nice, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an ongoing bet of <laughs> taking me out the first time he does. He's, he's getting me pretty excited so, about it. Good. Somebody's going to have to buy the other person the dinner type thing? Yeah, we got a $100 deal <laughs> on it. So when he beats me, he gets 100 bucks. So we'll see if that ever happens. <laughs> now, when when you started out, and uh, when you started out racing, when you think back to how you started out compared to how Trevor's doing, um, I mean, obviously, he has a wealth of experience to lean on too. I mean, you've been around this stuff forever. But what kind of uh, starting out differences are you seeing compared to yourself to Trevor? Um, I mean, it's it's been actually pretty similar um, in the the aspect that I started off on a, a top gas drag bike, Willie Bars, seven inch slick. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so I was kinda in the same boat Trevor is now. It was um, more simple to ride. It had a two step, hold the clutch button down, wide open, let go of the button and shift down the track. Um, Trevor's GSXR one thousand that, that he races, um, it was the same type of way. It's a Gen two clutch, so you kinda throw the clutch away, um, and there's a lot less rider involvement in that. Okay. Um, from there, I, I started racing 600 Supersport um, and uh, did that for a few years. And Trevor's kind of doing the same thing now with the 1000 Superstock bike. So it's it's kind of like living 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, we're doing the same stuff, it's just 20 years later. Um, different classes, different bikes, but the same type of uh, rider input, not being so much into it, just more used to getting accustomed to the, the speed um, and how things work. And then moving on to you know more rider development and learning how to ride and and slip the clutch and feel the wheelie and and you know really have more of a rider input into it how about how much you take away from your dad so everything when you get into it i mean it's 
I know that's kind of a kind of a dumb question for some people that are in the motorcycle listening, but I mean, it's just that influence. Do you see yourself? Well, I, I remember him doing this. Yeah, is, I, is there a lot of that? Watching him for the past sixteen years, I, everybody says I look just like him. Well, I mean, he's the best I've ever seen, so I want to be kind of like that yeah. in the sense that I want to drag my feet like he does. I want to, you know, everything from being focused in the lanes with my visor down to braking on the track is, you know, same thing. So. Right. Trevor definitely emulates a lot of the same things I've done, and I notice it too. I'm like, why is he doing that? I was like, well, I guess I kind of do that. I'm <laughs> doing that. that. That's not right, you know? But, um, yeah, and I, I did a lot of the same thing when I first started watching Keith Dennis and Chip Ellis uh, and Ricky, you know, watching just every time Ricky was making a pass, I'd go up to this to this to the uh, um, to the starting line and, and watch him and just be in awe of uh, how much control they had. Now with technology, of course, they've got YouTube and, and watch he watches YouTube all the time. And, you know, all the kids do, but uh, he's watching racing videos. You know, so he you know, he has that advantage um, in being able to see all the good passes and not watch all the bad ones, um, which I guess is a, a good thing to watch too. You can kind of see where the mistakes are made. Um, so it's not a bad idea to, to watch everybody, but you definitely learn a lot from watching some of the greats out there. Now, you, are you, you made a comment a second ago about, you're like, why is he doing that? And it's like, wait a minute, I think I'd do that. Are, obviously you're racing. It isn't like you're retired and you stopped racing. Yeah. When you see that, you're like, oh crap, I need to fix something. So, so you're learning from Trevor. Sure, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, you always have to learn. Um, otherwise you get stuck in a, in a, a bad habit, um, and yeah. which can uh, hurt you down the road. But yeah, I'm always changing things up a little bit or at least trying different things. Um, you know, watching uh, Jeremy Teasley race and, and Joey Gladstone and some of the ways that, that they launch and their riding position and how it's different for me. Um, and, and Richard Gatson too. I'm like, man, I, I I need to maybe try to change the way I sit on the bike or how I launch or how my body position a little bit because it's obviously working for them. Um, and of course, there's there's lots of variables, but I'm always trying to, you know, keep an eye out for any little tips and tricks. Um, you know, road racing. Nobody ever used to take their foot off the foot peg to lean into a right hand turn. Now, MotoGP guys, they they want to drag their right foot a bit to get oh. the center of gravity down a little bit now. Um, you know, and that all came from, I don't know if Valentino Rossi was the first one to do it or not, but um, he definitely started the trend, and it, it worked. Gotcha. Um, so, it's, it's, yeah, you're, you're always learning. Yeah. There's always things to learn, for sure. Now, you, now obviously, you're, you're learning. You've been doing it for a while. Um, what are you, ta- are you, do you have, how can I put this? Um, your style, can you see your own style developing? Yes. Say, okay, my dad does this, but I'm not quite comfortable right. with that. How is your style developing? The way he drags his feet, that changes a lot. He kind of puts it to the side in a way, and I can't really do that, so I kind of just, I can, I can see where my shoe's just eating up, because I just have yeah. kind of like the toe of the on the ground, and he has really his whole foot, and it's, I just thought it was better for me to just use kind of like my toes instead of my whole foot, so okay. that's one thing, and then small other things, like, I don't know, uh, he kind of brings his shoulders in, and I... I'm trying to do that, but at the moment I, I'm not really used to it, so it kind of like looks like I have my shoulders out throughout the whole track. But yeah, it almost looks like you kind of sit up a little bit because you're you're more uh, heavier 
shoulders and elbows out a bit just to help you steer and prepare for what may come. And as you get more comfortable, you can start to right. bring those yeah. in a bit. Um, but yeah, it's all part of learning. Now, let's give your let's give your dad a shout out. We gotta give your dad a shout out. Dave, Dave, how you doing, Dave? <laughs> but, uh, so we gotta make sure we give him some love because he's done so much for the sport over the years. So, and uh, it's, to me, my favorite pitcher last year was the one I got of all three of y'all. Oh so yeah, together. Yeah, that, that's that's my favorite from last year. That frame put on the shelf wall. <laughs> yep. As much as I like the two where y'all are both on the line melded together, yeah, so Altaravia, that's that's still one of my favorites. So, um, so what classes are we running this weekend? Uh, for me, I was supposed to run um, Superstock, Real Street, and then Pro ET and Street ET, but unfortunately, uh, our bike or my bike um, was only running on three cylinders, so okay. we kind of put that away. But I'll be running Superstock and Real Street. So. Okay. All right, and then First Street, of course. Um, actually, the Pro Street bike um, has been uh, dismantled, okay. and we are uh, building um, a uh, grudge bike on oh, that frame. Um, the rule changes in Pro Street, um, kind of a joint decision. Cecil didn't want to invest a lot of money into the bike to slow it down okay. um, to meet the new rules. So he said, man, I really want to you know, try to speed this thing up, you know, and, and, and maybe we'll do some grudge events. You know, there's been a, a number of high-dollar grudge events that have uh, happened in the last year or two, um, and, and we want to uh, try to put our name in the hat on that. Okay. Um, so we're going to compete in that. Um, I will be racing this weekend in Superstock and okay. um, in Top Sportsman Pro ET with uh, uh, the Schnitz Racing Top Sportsman bike. So yeah, that's that's our plan for the weekend. Uh, so where are y'all from? So, uh, Decatur, Indiana. Uh, born and raised. Um, small town, ten thousand people. Um, just a, a hardworking town um, in the in the you know up northeast portion of, of Indiana. Um, low crime, uh, good schools. Don't really. Um, Lock the doors much at night. <laughs> you really don't have to, um, but that's that's home, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What are you What are you doing when you're not racing? Uh, when I'm not racing, I honestly I'm working. I uh, go to school from 8 a.m. to 3 o'clock, and I drive to the shop. And then from 3, usually 3 to 6 on the busy days, I'm making wiring harnesses, taking out the trash, you know, helping out, and then drive home and. Everything racing. I just watch YouTube videos about racing, or I work on my reaction time, or you know, just everything I can do to try to make myself better. Now, this sounds more like an. This sounds like more of a job interview question than anything else. So, but obviously, where where your dad's at. So obviously, he's got a ton more racing. Go where 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 do you what are you hoping to achieve later on? I do you want to go? I want pro stock. Do you want to go pro street? What yeah. do you want to do? I would love to, you know, do almost every single class they have. I would really love to win a couple of championships. Not a couple, but a lot of championships. <laughs> I would love to go to NHRA Pro Stock Motorcycle. That would be awesome. Um, just, I want to accomplish as much as I can, so. Okay. Yep, everything. Moving towards college and all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, I uh, obviously want to work at the shop because I just love everybody there and I love everything they do there. So I work there and I also want to get into CDNC machining and uh, start learning how to use that and do some stuff for the shop hopefully, you know, making into clutch cover covers or just anything I can do so 
Now, when I was talking, I spoke to uh, Boo earlier today, and he may, obviously, he's got a son that's doing fairly well himself. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic for the motorcycle people there. Um, and he he mentioned his, like, the biggest fan situations. I think that's what a lot of people, when you're looking at it from the outside, is that I see this a lot, father and son. It's just, it, it's so cool to see that, see that bond. You're seeing somebody who's really good, and then you see somebody who's already really good. So, yeah, the son following in the footsteps. Um, Boo made a comment about, I think he has more fans than I do now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you might be heading down the same route there, Trevor. <laughs> but as a, as a father, I mean, I know it's kind of, I've, I've got boys, they're not in the motorsports, obviously, but um, I know it's kind of hard to describe, but when you've got your son coming up behind you doing as well as he's doing so early on, I mean, yeah. Obviously, there's pride, but oh, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of pride and um, really just a sense of awe. Like, wow, he's he's really good. He's he's doing you know better than expected because you know I, I never tried to say, oh, remember he's going to go out first time out and he's going to go fast and you know everything's going to be great. I was you know hoping for the best, fearing the worst as far as you know he might get scared or mm -hmm. or be really timid or something may happen. Um, you know, but we've, we've had plenty of conversations and, and Trevor's, um, you know, taken um, a drag racing school that I've done um, and, and asked questions like a, like a four-year-old all the time, which is <laughs> not bad. Um, it, can, it, can, it can be overwhelming at times, but it, it, it's a great thing to do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been great watching him do as well as he has. And, um, you know, I certainly don't put any pressure on him. I just want him to go out there and have fun, and, and to see him have fun and, um, and and be you know good at it, um, it. It's been great. I mean, it's it's you know I, I I've told Cecil and, and Sarah that um, you know this is great. If if this keeps going, I have no problem just being a crew chief. You know, <laughs> I, I enjoy racing. Um, I like the camaraderie, you know, it's, it's camping with a purpose. It's, it, you see the same people and, um, you know, you work on bikes and you race and you grill and you have fun. Um, and, and, you know, being able to um, enjoy that with your kids is, is really something special. That's cool. So, well, I know we're gonna let them go get some rest. So we got some racing. Uh, it's not gonna be the last time I we talk through the season as it unfolds, but I want to appreciate y'all for coming on board and helping me uh, get this podcast stuff kicked off. And uh, it's thank you for everything you're, you've done and thank you for everything you've done and are going to be doing because <laughs> we can see it coming in you. So uh, well done, Trent. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all, thanks for listening. They shall be back. <laughs>